Material discussed in this episode is for mature audiences only. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Hey! hey. How you doing? Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm Jay. How you doing? I'm David. I'm Jordan. I'm Nick. And we're, we're Brothers, Brothers Unhinged. <laughs> Hey, welcome back. Welcome to Hi, Brothers guys. Unhinged again. Uh, we realized our last episode uh, just had so much packed in there that we just couldn't stop talking about things, so we wanted to go ahead and Continue introduce with a, that. Yeah, for sure. uh, part two to that of story time, and uh, before we get going, we got to get some spicy water. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Launch it. Launch it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like all of That'll hold your tongue. I feel like I have five tongues. That'll keep your brazier. <laughs> did you just say that'll keep your brazier? Oh, Jordan man. did it. That's the new one. That's the new one. You said the wrong thing the wrong way. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Until next okay. time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. We uh, definitely appreciate all the love and support that we've gotten over the uh, last few episodes. Um, we want to try and just uh, circulate uh, this information as much as we can as Brothers Unhinged and bring you into our crazy-ass life. But uh, we appreciate those that have dipped in and given us some suggestions, questions, any interactions. Um, feel free to go ahead and ask us anything you want to. We'll try to make it a point to... Uh, answer any questions that do come upon uh, during our podcasts. I don't and answer questions. <laughs> but uh, uh, continuing along with the uh, last part, uh, we were talking about, you know, some accomplishments or some things with our kids and, you know, sports and things that we've been through. And I know that Jordan had a, a share that he wanted to go ahead and go through. So we're going to go ahead and turn the time over to him. Go ahead, Joe. Joe. Yeah, I was uh, just talking about um, Javen and his um, injury and his accomplishments, and he's now going to be on a team, so we're really excited to see what he does with that. Uh, Tatum's loving the game, too. Uh, we've noticed a great um, change in him as well. Um, not as fast that Javen did, but... Uh, he'll get there. I mean, he's younger. Yeah, so he he'll is hit younger. That, he'll hit that stage, because I remember watching Cohen. It was like that, too. Like, he was having fun, but then Cohen was like, gung-ho. Like, yeah. yeah I'm, and I, I think that's that. what happened with Javen. Like, Javen hit it hard and quick. And I think Tatum's just having a harder time. Um, but I think with us playing him up, around. he's starting Honestly, to come around. He's Tatum's hitting doing really well. Throws really, really well. well. Does Has great fundamentals, taking ground balls. Yep. He swings super hard. I mean, he just needs reps well, to the get thing, there. Yeah. The thing that I love about Tatum is he'll strike out, smile, and like skip back to the dugout. Like he's still in that stage <laughs> to where it's like, man, I hope that doesn't change because Javen has a hard time sometimes, you know, like everybody right. with striking out. But oh, it's just so much fun. I mean, whether he hits or strikes out, it's just he has a smile on his face, holds up a big thumbs up. So I'm very proud of him too. Um, and Willow, Willow's actually, you know, she's, I think in her, I mean, she's been playing for a year and a half now and, uh, 
Softball. She, yeah, softball. Softball. And uh, she's a pitcher. Um, she loves playing, you know, second base. She actually started catching. Did I hey. tell you guys that? Mm-mm. In That's the, new to me. Yeah, in the in the um, league play for the other team that she was on, she's like, hey, I want to catch. And it's something she's always wanted to do. It's pretty cool. Dude, she... She's really good at catching, <laughs> and she gets it to second base. So, and it's it's tough for these girls that are you know at that age, sometimes to get it to second. But she just launches it. So she she loves the game. Um, she's actually uh, she's gotten three rings for championship wins in first place. Wow! So, and she That's actually awesome. just recently got one last week for the breast cancer awareness um, tournament that we played. We played. I think she played for eight eight people um, breast cancer or can- cancer in general okay. so cancer in general but it was the breast cancer uh tournament but we decided and um the president decided hey like any cancer is cool you know like you I know saw- we we printed posters we put the pictures and names and what cancer they had uh, grandpa whether- jay was part of it right yep grandpa <laughs> jay was in it awesome yep and uh and, and a few others that were in with the family but um, she got a ring for it. They won first place in the championship, and you know there's nothing better than seeing, you know, the smile on her face when she wins. And mm-hmm. even if they don't win, you know, it's she loves the game. She's getting hits more, um, so I'm very, very proud of her too. So well, good. Um, yeah, she's it's it's been kind of fun to walk, to see their progression. Yeah, and because I I went like Nick said, I went through it with Cohen, kind of watching like his progression and like the jumps that he's made and so it's super fun mm-hmm. yeah nick what about you what's uh some of the things that have been going on with you i was gonna say i don't have <laughs> kids yet i don't have any <laughs> stories on them but um right now i'm just working and i'm really loving my job um having a great time i work with amazing people you know it's really fulfilling to get up and start driving to work, but look forward to it. You know, I I really found a good place, and I plan on staying um, for as long as I can for a long time. I'd love to retire there. I mean, I'm very happy, and I found a spot for me. So work's awesome. going work's going really well. And um, in fact, they they always talk about um, like they're super excited whenever they can see Allie again because we we go on these incentive trips, and I hate that about your job. Because I've never had a job that allows incentive stuff, and I'm like, I'm, damn it, I want to go. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could go on trips. Hawaii, yeah. bro? Dude, it was, it was Dude. awesome. It was sweet. But yeah, um, we go on incentive trips, and you know, and spouses are able to go, and Allie gets to meet all my coworkers, and at that point, it's not just like stories I'm telling her. She gets to live by um spending time together with them and we create new memories and there's a lot of laughs and a lot of fun we have a good time um i have a surgery coming up a knee surgery and Allie's gonna have to drive me around and um i actually had my other knee operated on last year and when she was driving me around coming into the office she was still kind of new and didn't know a lot of people and so she'd kind of hang out in my in my cubicle in my office when i was there but now um, after this incentive trip and she's met more people she's looking forward to going to spend time with all the people in the office and she's like i'm not going to sit by you i'm going to go hang out and visit all your coworkers because now they're my best friends and so it's really cool i have great people at my work and um and Allie really enjoys it too they take care of me they take care of 
um, Allie and eventually our family, you know, so it's I'm, great. I'm going to say, I think it's, it's something that's very rare that you work for a company that you basically have all those check marks. Like some people have like the idea that they, ah, oh, I have to go to work. And then there's the people that say, I get to go to work. Mm-hmm. And I think that your scenario, I think you enjoy what you do. You enjoy the people around you that you do it with. And then of course there's that, those incentive trips and like hanging out and just some perks. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like the cherry on top of it. And it's a very rare thing to find somebody that legitimately and genuinely enjoys their job. Yeah. Like and me, I drive trucks and there's parts of it. I'm like, this is awesome. Then there's part like, so annoying. It's so boring. <laughs> Dealing with traffic, I'd hate. Traffic and just like that. tunnel vision where you're just like tedious. It's just, uh, it's not the and, same. And you're driving, you're focused. You have to be on. Like, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. there's downtime. You have to be on. You're driving. The whole time. Yeah. I feel like I would be mentally exhausted if I had to stay <laughs> awake and. You find ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, podcasts, uh, YouTube. Right. Movies, music. Honestly, what kind of holds a lot of people to their jobs is the people that they work with. Mm -hmm. You could have an awesome job, but the people are no fun to work with. And you're like, I can't can't do this. Yeah. I mean, one of your jobs that you worked for the state, you hated it. Oh, boy. (laughs) And it might not have just been because of the work. It was because, like, there was no camaraderie. There was no interaction. There was, like... "Mm." With me, I I crave the culture. I crave Uh the the togetherness and the camaraderie, like you're saying. I mean, honestly, I've stayed where I've been at for almost nine years now, and it's a hard floor to be at, but I love the people I work with. That's good. So the grass isn't always greener wherever you go. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, on that, Jay, um, I've always wondered, is there a lot of repetition on on what you do or is there a lot of like diversity, like just weird things that happen on the daily or does it get kind of like repetitive? What, what What's it like? It is not repetitive at all. It is different every shift. It's um, that even, keeps it interesting. Even if you're taking care of the same patients that you took care of the day before, you don't know what it's going to, what that shift is going to throw at you. Mm-hmm. I had a patient one this last weekend. This one night, um, doing great. I mean, patient had dementia, confused, but was able to sleep um, and relax all night. The next night, I was in her room the first two hours of the shift, and uh, the patient was decompensating, couldn't breathe, irritable, restless, and we got the patient to the ICU and, you know, the patient ended up being okay, but mm-hmm. had to get extra care. Yeah. So, like, it brings lots of differences every shift. Yeah, I think that's really good in reference to, like, job-wise because mine, I don't really get a lot of diversity, so sometimes it's really hard to find, like, the stimulation to move and do something differently. Mm-hmm. to keep myself awake or aware because I'm on the road in a 53-foot trailer. Like, I got to find something that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. And, but when you have something like the diversity, like you, you get new cases, new things, and it changes on the dime. It probably makes your shift go by, like, super quick. Oh, yeah, super fast. So that's what that's what's just definitely nice about that. Um, so, I mean, it kind of, the job can hold you, but also the people can hold you, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I tell you one thing. Just the one thing I hate 
most other than moving into new houses. Sure. <laughs> well, you experienced that the hate, past couple of days, uh, huh? <laughs> I hate moving, but you know what I hate the most is when you have to like uproot from a job and start a new job. Yeah. Like Starting when, over. When, when you have to start over, when you've been super comfortable somewhere where you've actually learned all the processes or technology or anything that you actually needed and you come to that comfort, but then you find something, then you got to start over again. I hate that that feeling i hate it it makes me anxious yeah it's like you know me you have new new computer system new this new that and here's Mm -hmm. our process it's it's like trying to drink from a fire hose oh yeah and it's just you get so exhausted because you're taking in all this new information and then you're like oh can i do this or you know i don't think i can keep going Mm -hmm. i don't know it's always good when it comes to like that second nature you get to that point where it's like all right we're good now i got this that's the good part but man Uprooting than starting fresh. Yeah, I hate it, dude. I got a question following up on the moving. How, how how's your body doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> My knees are yelling at me as we speak, and I'm sitting down. That just tell I'm sitting down, and my knees are. And my back. I mean, we didn't even have a lot of heavy stuff. No, not that really. We moved. I mean, my but knees just a that bit. just that little bit. Imagine like that, like a legitimate move when you have like. Entertainment maybe, maybe two or three trucks full of heavy things or whatever. Yeah. I'd die. <laughs> like, <laughs> we had a little bit and I'm dying. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I attribute it though. Here it is. I've, I've, I've come to the realization as competitive as I was in when I was younger and all the sports that I did were pretty hardcore and athleticism and just intent, intensity. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that I never wanted to stop. Even if I hurt myself or got an injury, I'd find a way to either uh, play with it or not utilize that part of my body as much as I normally would. Mm -hmm. And I would keep playing. I don't think that was the best idea. (laughs) I think I should have had a little bit more self-discipline and actually healed up because I think my knees and my back are the way that they are because I didn't stop. And... But if you were to ask me if I could go back and do it again, if I would change? No. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. just not in my nature. No. Like, yeah. I want to play the game even if I've hyperextended my knee the day before in practice. Like, no, mm-hmm. I'll just put some Bengay on it and yeah. wrap it up in a sling yeah. and put a wrap on it and go to town. Like, well, that's honestly, just how it was. And honestly, in high school, if you don't practice or play, you could lose your spot. And who's to say you don't get it back? Yeah. Yeah. It's so competitive in high school because, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, there's differences in, in what position that you would be playing. But um, I know that our dad, when he was uh, in high school, he was in high school during the time that uh, Brighton High School had their just crazy, like, years straight of state champion wrestling. And because of that popularity and how well-known his school was for wrestling, everybody wanted to wrestle. And so there'd be a lot of people that would come to wrestle and they would be in the same weight. So if you think about it, there's like six or seven people in your same weight class Mm -hmm. that throughout the week, you had to out-wrestle every single one of them to even get a spot to wrestle in like a meet or a match. Mm -hmm. So if you think about like if you were sick or you had an injury, 
You're done. You're done. And then you have, you're back at the bottom and you have to work your way all the way back up to the one now, spot. Now the bottom, not the top. Whatever the song is from Drake. Started from, Started the, from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that I wanted to share that was super funny. Um, just this last week, Taylor was at school and she had there's this boy that has like a <laughs> there's boy a boy trouble. there's a boy that has a crush on her and she's just like she's not into it right now but she was funny she's like he told me that he wants me to be his valentine for valentine's day and she's like i don't want to do it <laughs> it's super funny like when they start getting into these stages of boys or girls and it's it's just funny. Like, mm-hmm. Cohen's more into it right now in junior high and having girls' numbers and talking and just having it's, fun. It's new. It's fun. But Taylee's not quite excited about that right now. It's just kind of still weird for her. But mm-hmm. sure, I'm, I'm sure, and I'm sure next year will be different too because you're then going to be with older, mm-hmm. older kids, eighth grade, ninth grade, and well, she'll be in seventh. Wow. So. That's crazy. You have two but kids in middle school. It's going to be it's going to be weird. Old man. Yeah, no kidding. They remind me every day. So that's been that's it's it's just funny to watch that kind of sequence. You know what's funny is asking my kids about boys and stuff and like boyfriends and everything. He has all girls by the way if you don't remember. And you always ask, "Do you have a boyfriend?" And he's like, no, but I know that there's boys that like me. I'm like, <laughs> she's one of those. She's like, I don't care. Like, I know boys I don't that like care. me. Play hard. Play hard to get, my, right? My, my daughter, Devony, she's like the enforcer. So if anything <laughs> goes wrong between Naomi and Jamie, she's the one that's going to s- smash people's faces. <laughs> she's she's the I one that's elbows. she's the one that's going to protect her sisters. <laughs> All elbow people. All elbow people. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I looked over dudes. at Nick, and he was just like gave me like the the pause stare. <laughs> I really, 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 really would like to get a t shirt made for you. Maybe like your face with some like over exaggerated like elbows, like Popeye <laughs> or yeah. something. I elbow uh-huh. people. I elbow people. Yeah, but like I said, uh, the fading Daisy could definitely make that shirt for him. All right, let's um, have it. Something that <laughs> I wanted to share and. And this will be a little um, delayed, but what's crazy, we're all sports guys. I mean, we talk about sports and playing sports. Um, well, first, um, something that our mom, she was listening to our last episode, and we didn't quite get to her question, but she was wondering, what's our our favorite baseball memory? Oh, man. Does it have to be baseball and then our own personal yes, baseball your, playing or yours. anything involving baseball no. itself? No, your playing baseball. I got okay. one. Go so ahead, David. My playing baseball, um, I was able to excel fast enough in Little League that I skipped out on the last two years of regular rec league and went straight to uh, Super Leagues. And um, I can remember a specific game. It was like that one type of game that you're always playing – at a park with your friends where it's like the last inning you got two outs bases are loaded down by two 
and like it's up to you it literally is up to you to make the play and make it go down so i know that i'm up at the plate and you know i handled pressure pretty well i don't remember exactly how nervous i was i just knew it was another at bat i just had to go and do my job however the the pitch that came through that changed this game and actually we won the game i hit a grand slam but the ball was probably at my eye level. I swung at <laughs> Tomahawk. it. Tomahawk. Eye level. Yeah. And it was at, it was at it was at the Honestly, Nick, it was at the little league Nick fields was the same way across Tomahawk. across the street from the the Hillcrest High School. Mm. Those fields over there. Yeah. And I tomahawked it and it went over. It was like a rainbow shot because if you tomahawk it enough and it just goes straight up and gone. Mm-hmm. And so we won the game and, and it was funny cuz my coach pulls me aside. He's like, that was a fantastic hit, but I really don't like you going after those high ones because that could have been a completely different outcome. Mm -hmm. So it was always good to have a coach like that that didn't just sweep under the rug a mistake and error, even though that it played out well. I mean, nine times out of ten, you miss that ball. Mm -hmm. Like nine times out of ten, you're going to miss that ball and you're going to strike out. Yeah. But then there's that one chance that you just hold it, get a hold of it really nicely, and it ended up being good. But great coach. Great hit, good job. We won the game, but you know what? Probably not the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was pro- that's the one that sticks out to me baseball wise that I can remember how it made me feel. So my baseball memory that I'm thinking of. Um, so I have a few, but I'll just share this one. Um, it was in high school, and you can share a few if you want. It was it was my uh, my first varsity game. So one thing that's crazy is it took me three years to get onto the high school team. I knew I, that. I knew I had the talent. But they I mean I feel like you know you kind of got to get yourself out there and so in the off seasons in the fall or whatever it was that's when I started to get out there. I started to make myself known. I was in a summer league and I performed well. Mm-hmm. And then the following year I finally got on the baseball team. Isn't it cool like to to go from how hard you were working not making it still working hard kind of grown into your body a little bit, come, mm-hmm. becoming a little bit stronger. Your skill oh, level yeah. your skill level goes from where you were to a different level when you get a little bit stronger and a little mm-hmm. bit bigger. Oh, yeah. And I bet the coaches were wondering, why, why the heck did we not yeah. have him on the team? I actually had a coach that said, man, I wish he would have picked you up two years ago because you can imagine your skill level if you played high school baseball for four exactly. years instead yes, of two years. Exactly. During my, my varsity or my senior year, yeah. Um um, I remember when I finally got on the team, it was just awesome. And then I was like, okay, all this time working hard. Cause when I was a sophomore in high school, I weighed 125 pounds. By the time I was in my senior year, I was 165. You want to hear something funny? So I gained 40 pounds of muscle uh-huh. and just working hard. I was 120 pounds, five foot six as a senior. Wow. As a senior. <laughs> Dang, yeah. you're like a twig. Very small. Yeah. Uh, so getting to the memory. Definitely wasn't that. I was 189 at this <laughs> But I was a solid in your face, kill you 189. Can you tell me where the weight room is? <laughs> exactly. I was yoked out of my mind. Uh, so getting to the memory. My first varsity game. As a senior, I was starting varsity. Um, we were playing against Brighton. 
and I was batting sixth in the order, and I kind of liked sixth. I batted throughout the order. I was good at one. I was good at two. I also liked three and four as a power hitter, but I like six because it's kind of the start of the next group grouping of hitters. And honestly, as a pitcher, you're not as much worried when you get to that point yeah. of the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth batter. You're not as much worried mm-hmm. to have to hit your spot directly, which yeah. only makes it better for the hitter, especially if you're a good hitter. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to pitch you differently. You're going to see more strikes over the plate. Than the three and four hitter. Yes. Oh, it was awesome. And okay. more, more fastballs. Yes, and that was great. I could hit the curveball, though. I don't know about David, but I could hit the curveball. <laughs> I could hit the curveball. I was a right, right-sided right hitter anyways. Yeah. Off, so that was just something. I could hit the curveball, but if it was a left-handed curveball, so I was tough. not the best at that one. Oh, that's but tough because it's I, coming in. For, like, maybe when a real curveball tend to come through, like, when you're a little bit older and it's not, like, that slow or whatever, mm-hmm. it it takes a minute to get used to the movement and how slow it comes in. But the moment that you kind of understand the dynamic, you, you change your stance, you change. But, but the one thing I could never do is the left-handed one. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it always messed me up. But there wasn't a lot of left-handed pitchers that could throw the type of curveball that was unhittable. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you get one of them aces, and it just, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's crazy. So this game, this first game, bases were loaded. There were two outs, and I was up to bat. And, I mean, this was my first at bat as a varsity player, first game. And first pitch. So this is at Brighton. I smacked the shit out of the ball. And it hits the fence in left center at Brighton. Bright, Brighton's field was pretty deep too. Growing like, up of the mm-hmm. high schools in our in our county was one of the bigger fields, so yeah. it's saying a lot too that mm-hmm. he hit the fence. I thought I thought it was gone just because you, you're always like, oh, that's out of here. So it was a double. I cleared the bases. I hit it 420 feet, and it hit the bottom of the fence, and it was so freaking awesome. It was the best. And later in that game. Um, there was a guy on second, and I had another at bat, and I, I hit a line, liner over the third baseman. And so I had um, – actually, no, there were two runners. There was a guy on third and second. I hit them both in. It was another double. So I had two doubles that game, five RBIs. Coolest game ever. That's that's, that's, that's my so best sick. baseball memory. That's pretty sick, dude. Yeah. Oh, hey, Anyone needing custom clothing or tumblers? Go check out the Fading Daisy. She does a great job with sublimation, vinyl, on whatever clothing you can think. And her tumblers and Stanleys are super popular. Check out our X, aka Twitter, and click on the Fading Daisy Instagram link. Or her website. Honestly, we're um, getting into the Christmas season here shortly. And uh, we have lots of different designs and patterns it'll be super fun so for me when it came to baseball and some of the cool experiences for me um i would say i'm gonna say a a couple because i'm i'm just going to but when i was a 12 year old i finished the season we we finished in first place i was on the yankees I batted 646. Um, nice. <laughs> and my on base was like 850. I had one inside the park home run, but I was mainly like a doubles 
guy. I was pretty, I'm not fast, but I was quick. So I, I, I had extra base hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was super awesome. Um, as a sophomore on the high school team, I was able to witness my varsity team. I would, I didn't play varsity, but I was on JV, but witnessed my varsity take region. We actually had to do a playoff with Bingham, uh, to see who, because we tied at mm-hmm. the end of the season, so we had to do a playoff game just to see who won region. And Bingham was a powerhouse at that time, right? Yes, and, we, and like for baseball, we were always super competitive with Bingham. That yeah. was our, our most, I would say, if if there was a rival in baseball, it was Bingham for me when I was in high school. Okay. Um, but and that game came down. We were down. So it went into extra innings. So obviously we were tied. We were the home team. In the top of that last inning, Bingham scored, I think, just one run. So they were ahead by one. And we had a a kid on second base with two outs in the bottom half of that last inning. And Jaspi, Jasperson, uh, was up to bat and hit opposite field, home run, walk off home run to win region that was seriously <laughs> to experience like wow i didn't play but to experience that was extremely awesome yeah that's um, cool because like you see it on tv like with pros or college and and you see all these walk-offs and you're you know to be a part of something and there was obviously go- growing up where it happened but it not to that magnitude right yeah I mean, the stakes are high. Yeah. I mean, it happens in maybe a regular game, but the stakes where it's the region game. It's yeah. the game. Yeah. So that one was re- really cool. And then as I was making the transition into being a bench player, um, into to being put in a JV, my very first game, I went, I think, three for three with um, like three or four RBIs, we rolled like three or four double plays. I played middle infield, but at this time I was at second base. I mainly was shortstop, but at this time I was second base. Mm-hmm. And the kid that normally played second was out of town and was going to be out of town for two or three games. And so in those three games, I think I batted around 600 or something and, nice. and had zero errors. And he came back and um, the JV coach, Adamson, would just... He, in front of the whole team, said, here's a kid that I gave an opportunity to, and I can't take him off the field. Awesome. And I never was taken off the field from then on out. That's so awesome. And I think that was that was the start of summer ball in between sophomore and junior year. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that feels better than knowing that something that you've done that you've worked so hard to do that it actually pays off in a specific moment. Right. That mm-hmm. initial feeling of like, I did that. Like, yeah, isn't that, that's great. Whatever sport it is, baseball, any type of thing, you've accomplished something that nobody, of course, depending on like outside judgment that you could do. And all of a sudden you prove everything wrong, everybody wrong. And you actually, Oh yeah. There's nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nothing better than that. And then my, my favorite varsity, um, I would say highlight or thing that I remember the most. So when David, David and I, I I would say Nick too, I think all of us boys with our grandparents, um, one set of our grandparents lived in Taylorsville Mm -hmm. and we pretty much grew up around Taylorsville baseball our entire like childhood. Um, Our uncle played for Taylorsville. And so for me and with how good Taylorsville was, I mean, you're talking 20 region championships in like 20 something years, like, Wow. Powerhouse baseball club. All right. So it's like 
growing up, that's the that's the team that you look up to, right? Mm-hmm. So as a senior, and right before senior year in summer ball, uh, we were in a summer ball tournament, and it was like the semifinals, and we were playing against Taylorsville, and we jumped on there, jumped on them super quick, mm-hmm. um, and then going into the last inning, I think it was ten to two, and they were they were home team, and we thought we had it in the bag. Mm-hmm. But a team like Taylorsville always, whenever we played them, they always had like an inning that they would go off. So they may be just steady throughout the game, and then one inning it was just an explosion. Lots of hitters on their club that could hit it over the fence, mm-hmm. super fast. Um, so they just started hitting the ball. They had like a couple home runs. Um, and then there was one out, bases loaded, and we're only up two mm-hmm. at this point. And I'm playing shortstop at the time, and this kid hits a bullet in between me at short and the third baseman. And I do like a sliding backhand, not a dive, but a sliding backhand yeah. kind of on my knees. Uh-huh. Oh, I can picture it. And super quick flip it, like flip throw. I mean, it was a throw to second, but yep. super quick out of the glove. And it was boom, boom, double play, end the game. We, oh. And we beat Taylorsville. So for me, not for the other players, but for me, it was it was huge because I I look at Taylorsville and baseball and like they're the kings yep. of baseball. The, the caliber, yeah. And we beat them, and it wasn't because of me, but the play that I just made. That it was the game. one of the best plays that I made. And I always joke with mom because – I feel like in the baseball is kind of hard to video defense, right? It is. Cause it, at any point in time you could have a play Yep. and she had videoed kind of throughout the time. And it was funny cause I gave her a hard time. I'm like, of course you probably didn't get that on video. And she's like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or she left yeah. the cap on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just don't know. Like you said, like you don't know if it's going to yeah, be deep. just the pitcher's game and just striking them out. Or just a random shot to shortstop. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just random. Luck of the draw. I but, love baseball. But it was, the only time that you can see what you've done is if it's televised. <laughs> or like... <coughs> sorry. Like, like a like, state game or something. Like video the entire game. Yeah. But even then, those types of settings in uh, not major league type atmosphere, it's probably up on a stand super high and you don't really get the in-your-face de- in-depth moment to really see yeah. the dynamic of the play. It was, it was, it was fun. Like it was a cool play, um, especially to finish a game and beat a team that I looked up, looked up to. And if I miss it, it's a tie ball game Mm -hmm. because they're running, it's a ground ball. So they're running on the pitch with bases loaded. So yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. That's sweet. That's cool. Yeah. Baseball is definitely, I think everybody here's a first sport aside from maybe junior jazz, but I think baseball is like our, like our main sport. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, that quickly Absolutely. turned for me. Football became football. my number one sport. Well, it's I mean, your body. I think you and Nick, built wise, were built similar. You were bigger, not fatter, just bigger, stronger, and so football became kind of easy for you because you were bigger and faster than all these kids. Another and thing, super athletic. I mean, another thing about baseball, like I was a great ball player. But I didn't get the opportunity to play. I didn't get the opportunity to even, like, shine in a game. It's bullshit. And that's what turned me off to high school baseball. 
getting pulled into an office saying, this is before tryouts, peak of my athleticism, stating to me, we have uh, nine returning starters on the field and we're going to uh, keep you. But as speed up, I was a really fast runner. And this was like from ninth grade. That was what I did. Yeah, he, you were a freshman. When I was a senior, you were on the team as a speed runner. Yeah. And then my sophomore year, I made JV again, but I ran for varsity. And then my next year, I'm like, okay, this is my year. That and you'll then, finally get that shot, you know? So I get my shot. And then for me to be pulled into office before even tryouts, before you're even able to be seen, mm-hmm. we have nine returning starters, but we want you on the JV squad and running for varsity again. And that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? If The only thing that you're going to be using me for is my speed. I'm going to use it elsewhere. And the very same day, I walked out of that office to quit baseball, went into the office of the track and field coach, said, hey, I'm not playing baseball this year, so I'm ready to do it. And I, I did track and field, and I went to state in all four of my events. You're allowed to choose four events, and I went to state, and I crushed it. It was awesome. So awesome. Well, you had you had the state record, or not state, you had the school record in the javelin for a long time, too. Still do. Well, really? That's, that's cool. Nice. So it's pretty awesome. I mean, sports is a large part of our life, and so throughout these episodes you're going to hear a lot from us regarding that even though we're not playing anymore like our kids are involved but Dude, we still watch live, sports if i tried to play anything right now <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably like break my leg on the way to first base i don't know <laughs> wait Same. i'll get there my knees yeah <laughs> yeah this kid over here mr 26 year old bilateral knee surgeries oh man which you've already done one don't yep. you have one coming up Yep, uh, in about a month, in a couple of weeks, I, I get to have my major surgery just on the other side. Funny how you say Dude, you, explain, you get to Explain have it. Explain what's, wrong what's with going your body. on what's with wrong? your knee. Well, I was born. We'll start there. <laughs> I guess it's <laughs> supposed good, to be genetic, but... Thing. I'm the no, only one, right? You're the only one that has these this type of a I mean, issue. Yeah, you, guaranteed, you've all had like some knee pain. Right? I guarantee you we're carriers of this weirdness, and we just got the, the lucky hand of the draw. That we're not too crazy. Yeah. We'd have yeah. bad knees, but we don't have Nicholas knees. <laughs> Frankenstein knees. Basically, my kneecaps are in the wrong spot. Well, that, that's just simple. So what they had to do, I got my left knee done last year, and what they had to do, uh, so on one of the sides, on the outside, my ligament was too tight. It was pulling too hard. And so my kneecaps, they would dislocate or subluxate. They'd go out of place to the side of my knee. I'd have to bend my leg and grind it back in place. Mm. And this, I did research on it, and this thing, it starts, you start to get these, um, you start to feel it in your adolescence. And so 15 was the first time my kneecap popped out of place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it had just been happening at random. That's the thing. I just lived paranoid the last 10 years. I had to think about every single step I took. Even or, walking. Even walking. So yeah. For me, I, I know that feeling of the kneecap being, but the way it happened with mine is like I'd be wrestling and I'd have my knee kind of straightened out on the, the mm. mat and then yeah. i turn and my kneecap would be in the mat, but my whole leg would turn. And so there was like that resistance. That's the type of dislocation I could say that I've had. I know what it feels like, but to just be walking or you jumped or jogged and for it just go <laughs> out. Like, what an it's old exactly, That's an, it's exactly how it is. It's at random. So 
in in high school or in my adolescence, that's when it would be like while I'm active or while I'm doing something rigorous, something fun. Rigorous. What a word, you old fart. And now, it's it started happening. You know, early twenties, mid twenties, stepping out of bed, stepping out of the shower, stepping in the car, or walking. When I was so I worked at a grocery store. I put some bags in a car. I walked back behind my check stand, stepped funny. Popped out of place, hit my head on the cash register on the way down. And so that was a double whammy. <laughs> I would like to see the security footage. Let's go get the security video like right now. Security footage. So, hey, oh, man, I had something good I was going to say. Damn it. Well, keep thinking about it. I, I'm still explaining. Keep going. Like it was so, something specific to you, too. Yeah. So basically, what they had to do in the operation they had to lengthen or loosen the muscles on the outside. I got a cadaver ligament on the inside. Your where legs there was, haunted. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so that's screwed in place, and that's snug and nice and tight. And then there's ligaments and... That's what she said. <laughs> that's what she said. There was, there was work done on the tibia as well. So Knee play. My, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My, uh, had to. My ligament... I, I don't really know. It's kind of... Ba- basically, it's the ligament that goes on to over pretty much over the kneecap and attaches to the tibia. And that was misaligned. Yes, so, so they had to cut around that ligament, move it where it needs... Move the bone piece, so they cut the bone yeah. underneath so they, it. Yeah, how he did it was he did... He sawed both sides of the tibia, and he didn't do a complete cut. So he sawed pieces on both sides, and he was able to pivot. So the mm-hmm. bone was still there. So he was able to pivot it. I don't really know the distance or how much, but he pivoted it into the correct place, and then he screwed the through the ligament all the way through the bone. I mean, the x-rays are gnarly, but he, he screwed in the right place. So I had the kneecap reconstruction. So it was MPFL reconstruction with an allograft, which is the cadaver ligament. Right. And then I had the, uh, the osteotomy, which is what was done to my tibia. tibia. And then I had um, a lateral retinacular lengthening, and that's the muscle that they lengthened and loosened. So there's, it was quite a surgery, and I got the MRI, and I got everything ready, and I got everything set up for the right knee. It's worse off. I was about to say, from my understanding, this next one, like your next knee is actually the worst of the two. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little bit probably yeah. and, crazier. And what's crazy, so... In the start of the surgery, they start it with a scope. They go see stuff. They take pictures. And you can see, this is your femur. This is your kneecap. That's how it's supposed to be. Your kneecap is way over here hanging off the femur. That's you know, It shouldn't right. be like that. And he's like, also, do you see these little floaty things in there? That's your cartilage. So every time your kneecap grinds back in place, it breaks off pieces of cartilage. And so they clean that up. And he's like it's probably going to be the same for this knee. I mean, this is worse off. It's further off to the side. Uh, I think you might be in more pain on this one because of how far they now have to drag that kneecap back because Mm -hmm. it is higher and it's more off to the side. One thing that's good though is that you definitely know a lot more to what to expect. Oh, for sure. It's nice that we got the easier knee done first. But I'm going to say you probably have a little bit of like, man, it sucks because I know what that pain is like. Oh, I... So it's like kind of like a double-edged type of thing. It's like, I'm, I already know what's going to happen, but because I know what's going to happen, I'm not excited about it. I mean, you're asking the most anxious out of out of us. Right. And I, for... I'm starting to get anxiety, you know, well, just because but... I, I, I think about what I have to go through. I mean, I'm ready for it. I can do it because in the long run, it's good for me. It's going to be beneficial. Well, but... definitely, um, 
the first time may of course have been much more like scarier for you because this was like your first like crazy medical thing yes yeah and you were like i remember you were a nervous wreck now yeah obviously you're getting nervous but at the same time i think you're more level-headed and you're like yeah i know it mm-hmm. but still sucks ass right i'm not excited for the brace that was my least favorite part i mean it's so necessary to have the brace to keep it in place with your recovery and everything but if I had to get up to go to the bathroom or if I had to get up and do anything, got to put the brace on. And it's tight, and then I get bruises along my legs because of how tight the straps are. Or maybe the straps are too tight in the front, loose in the back, and it's making it hurt. Like, there's just a lot to it. And that was my least favorite part. But, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'll put in the work, just like I did with this one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, good to get some new knees. I, I know that my surgeon, when I had my orthoscopic surgery to fix all the crap that I did to my knees. Mm-hmm. He was astonished at how bad a shape they were in. He's like, you've got like 70 year old knees and you're only at the time I was like 31, oh, 30, 30 or 31. Oh, and he's man. like, you're going to need eventually a knee replacement. And I'm like, well, how many years I got? Well, depending on how active you are from now mm-hmm. to then, it could be anywhere from 15 to 20 years from now. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, Ugh, uh. yeah. I know, I know that, um, I know that one of my knees, I will have to get a replacement at some point. My uh, left knee, well, because like playing basketball back in the day, I was a one leg jumper, so I was always jumping off my left leg. So I know that cartilage is probably close to non existent in my left one. Mm -hmm. Um, I've stayed active enough, I think, throughout the years that I'm gonna be okay probably until I'm in my 60s, probably Mm -hmm. as long as I stay active because, um, it's the inactivity and then trying to restart is when you start dealing with like tendonitis and knee issues. Yeah. And as you've seen, as you had to be inactive for an extended period of time because of your surgery, mm-hmm. you see, yeah, it, it makes your recovery harder um, because now you're, you've also been off your other side. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to do rehab and trying to do all that stuff and it's it's really difficult. And now you're going in for another surgery where your knee isn't probably a hundred percent, like you're, mm-hmm. you still don't feel, I mean, I bet you could be, but you personally, yeah, Mr. Anx- I, anxious. Yeah. I, I, you, you don't push yourself to that hundred percent mm-hmm. to even try yet. And yeah. so here's an opportunity now where you're going to have to rely on that surgically repaired knee yep. to get you through the next couple months after the surgery is done. It's only going to make it stronger, too, being able to take all the right. weight on that surgically repaired knee. Right. I mean, the hardest part about the recovery is building back the muscle. Right. I lost my calf. I lost my quad. I, lo- I you lost, lost your butt. I lost my butt cheek. I was only <laughs> half juicy, man. Half juice. <laughs> half juicer. <laughs> half juicer. You know, I was just thinking, like, we're talking about, like, knee replacements and, like, getting, like, surgeries and fixing things. And I'm like... Can you imagine, like, futuristically, like, if tech gets to this point where you can have, like, a knee uh, replacement and for some way or reason, like, you can connect it to, like, your phone, like an app, put it, like, in sport mode or whatever, just, like, (laughs) you feel like you're wanting to play some hardcore basketball as a 75-year-old. Right. You go onto your phone, put sport mode just like ready to go and you're just robotic breaking ankles left and right. Yeah. Fine. Hey, I think it's about time for uh, the thing of it is. Thing of it is. Oh, I love this segment so much. What I've we got, got today, I've got, David? I got one that that it it's it's a paragraph, but I thought it was extremely extremely. What's the word? 
Intriguing? Intriguingly bizarre. Right. Let's okay. put it that way. All right. In a bizarre, good word, experiment, 266 men were recruited from across the socioeconomic spectrum. They were each then shown pictures of five women with varying breast sizes and asked to rate their attractiveness by a wide margin. Poor men preferred the women with comically large breasts. Like we're talking about. <laughs> wow, like big, huge, Bazoo, Bazoo, super juicers. Super juicers. <laughs> While the rich guys were cool with less top-heavy girls. Interestingly, the correlation remained consistent across the scale. Remained 266 men. Consistency. The poorest liked the biggest breasts. The middle earners liked middle-sized breasts. And the top earners preferred tiny breasts. Interesting. It is interesting. And kind of where I sit myself, I'd say I'm I'm in the median, like the average. I'm not super rich, and I'm not poor, but I'm a butt dude. I if but we're talking about, about boobies, the and I'm the, I'm a, this is actually to be honest with you, if I look at somebody that I got basketballs for <laughs> jugs, no, I thanks. hate that. I want to puke. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, in reference to like super tiny, I don't mind it, but then like in the mid. Like normal size, I'm like, yeah, that's 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 my alley. How I like you, it. How you doing? <laughs> so probably pretty. That that was the thing. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Consistency is key. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on what you make, you can probably say that if you see a homeless dude and you get a girl with bazookas, bazookas, <laughs> walking by, you know, that, that might that might do something for him. You know. Then again. He probably can't film his body anyways. He's <laughs> hopped up on the sauce. Sauce boss. Sauce boss. Anyway, fellas, it's always been grand to be with you all. We do have to, or if you noticed, one of the uh, brothers unhinged became unhinged from <laughs> cast. I'm pretty sure we'll do a follow-up with uh, Jordan. He had to, to bounce out, but we do appreciate what he went ahead and assisted us with, with his uh, stories about his kids. Right, and, you know, these episodes are fun, and we will do these type of episodes kind throughout. of throughout because we do like to give you guys updates on how we're doing and our families and how they're doing. And mm-hmm. and obviously, as you can tell, the last couple episodes, the tangents go crazy, and we yeah. don't stay on the specific topic, and that's the whole point. I, I like that. It's unhinged. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that it just goes with us. And sometimes we might go a little over, sometimes we might go a little under, but we're appreciative of everybody that takes the time to listen to us through their day. Like mentioned, we'd like to go ahead and tell you to go on all our social medias, say anything you'd like to say about our show, any topics that you might be interested in hearing us talk about, any questions that you might have for all of us as a whole or us selectively and individually. We love to get uh, interactions. Um, eventually, we're going to go ahead and do some uh, phone calls out. So even if you're interested in coming onto the show, we're more than happy to go ahead and flirt with that idea. But uh, we'd like to thank everybody once again for coming through and listening to us, and we'll see you next episode. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady.
for me. This shape of bitch, you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high. So to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try. Butterflies in her eyes and her looks to kill. Time is passing.